Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Wednesday, May 3rd. It's five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the law firm that is representing the family of that seven-year-old special needs student who was told to eat his own vomit by staff members at a Brown Elementary School, allegedly, revealed that the student's family, they weren't even notified about the abuse until about two months later. And they weren't notified until media reports oh, the med- shed light on the media oh, you mean media and by is media, that what i am now am i the media and that's what i'm about to say and by media reports i mean kendall and casey rob kendall that's all i get it's the media you well are. how does that make you feel to be called the media oh by i've been the way? called way worse than the media okay but, uh yes we did break this story we told you when the meeting was scheduled to fire the teachers that something very big was about to happen it did we told you that the this child was horrifically forced to eat his vomit he was because and i'm gonna say this out loud on our very um very well listened to. Have you seen the ratings? No, actually, I have. I mean, I saw the old ratings. Gonna, I haven't seen the recent uh, well, one. Well, they're even better than the last ratings. So, okay. Um, going to say this out loud so that the superintendent will know, and I do this every day because he is horrific and he is awful, and he's been horrific and awful for a long time, that there are people in that administration who know what he is. They've seen it for years. It's just like down at the state house. How do I get all that stuff? People who have seen what goes on and they cannot speak. So we speak for them. So those are the people who gave me the information. Same people who gave me the DEI officer stuff a month ago. It's a like a little routine here we have with the, the Brownsburg school system. Here's the question I will continue to put out. And by the way, I think we're going to have uh, Kristen Furklick on again tomorrow. The Brownsburg Police Department mm-hmm. is still refusing her public records request to find out the police report, the incident report of what went on so that people in that school system know, hey, there is no more cover up. Because to a lot of people, five teachers were allegedly involved or aides or employees were allegedly involved. Mm-hmm. And this took two months for the superintendent and that school board who are also awful to figure it out. What are these people doing all day? The Brownsburg Police Department said that the lunchroom incident took place back in February, on the 16th of February. And the family didn't even know about it until we brought it to light. Right. And then they were able to watch the video. And as a parent, I can't even imagine what that experience was like for them. It, it, it's just gut-wrenching. Well, and here's the care. Obviously, the behavior itself, those people, there is no punishment bad enough for those people if indeed that did happen that way. But I talked to somebody yesterday who knows someone involved. And again, I will ironclad take this to the bank. The description of this person is rock solid. This person who was allegedly involved has multiple special needs children, or did, and I believe they were adopted. So we deserve to know, everyone deserves to know, Mm -hmm. do you have a person who is behaving in that fashion at their house? Mm. Now, again, we don't know. Is this a pattern of behavior? Because the Brownsburg Police Department, now again, not blaming the police, the rank and file, the guy out there making sure you're safe, he'd take a bullet for you, that's not him. The administration, either the attorney there, is acting totally rogue or 
he is acting at the instruction of someone, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say it's the, at the instruction of someone because he CC'd the school corporation attorney on one of the emails and, and forgot to blind carbon copy, according to Kristen Furklick. And why aren't they giving her the information? I mean, it's... That's the question. There, yeah. there are two questions that need to be answered. One... How is it possible that this all-knowing, all-seeing, all-loving superintendent who woke ideology is his number one thing now? I mean, he told us in the meeting, didn't make him say that. Everyone's a DEI officer now at Brownsburg. How is it that Jim Snap, on one hand, can say, well, everyone's a DEI officer at Brownsburg. But for two months, this incident took place. And Casey, I know how they caught it. I cannot tell you because I will out the person who is giving me the information. And I will tell you, they're very lucky they caught it. It was uh, at least the story they're telling. Now, we'll see what comes out in court. But what they are telling, the management of that place, that's what everybody needs to focus on now. If you believe that a superintendent who makes six figures, and his six figures starts with the two, mm-hmm. plus all the bennies and everything else, and we hear how Jim, Jim Snap, he's the, he's the greatest superintendent in the world. Brownsburg is number one. What about that kid? What number was he? He should resign. If Jim Snap were any sort of person, he would resign, and he would tell those that kid, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Two of the teachers are facing felony charges of neglect of a dependent. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and let's talk about what Vivek Ramaswamy had to say, and that is that he thinks he's closer to Donald Trump in 2015 than the current day Donald Trump, and kind of bummed that Trump doesn't want to debate. Well, this is really interesting because it's exactly what we've talked about. Trump will go to CNN for some town hall and then will not stand on a stage in an official Republican Party platform debate. And I thought this take from Vivek was pretty good, if we can play it now. And I was criticizing the Democratic Party, and then I see our version of Joe, you know, equivalent who ran against Joe Biden last time, Donald Trump, saying, well, he may not want to debate either. And I think that isn't courageous. I think Donald Trump is was the embodiment of courage in 2015. But I think that the Donald Trump of today, in some ways, I'm closer to Donald Trump in 2015 than today's Donald Trump is to Trump in 15. And I think that we have to step up and man up and say that, you know what, the best ideas are going to win. Our party's going to be better off. Our movement's going to be better off. Our country's going to be better off if we're actually challenged with arguments. And Alex, I think this relates to a deeper point where – I just think we need to graduate from this mentality that America first belongs to one man. America first does not belong to Trump. It doesn't belong to me. It doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the people of this country. And I think that's what we need to go back to remembering, which is this isn't about what is or isn't most favorable for some incumbent, be that Biden or be that Trump. This is about the people of this country. And we're better off as a nation, both within our party and across parties, when we're actually getting to the best ideas. The best ideas win when no ideas are censored or silenced. And the Republican Party better darn well step up and be the party of free speech and open debate. Who, who doesn't want to debate? Who doesn't want to answer questions? Spot on. To say, this is my idea. This is where I stand. This is what I stand for. If you're not willing to do that, why are you running for president? Yeah, it's a real cowardly move from Trump, and that's going to make some people mad, and somebody will turn off their radio. I don't care. If you are any sort of man at all, you stand on a stage with other people who want the same title as you. This isn't you're a CEO. This is you're some guy running for president. Same way as Tim Scott, the same way as Vivek, the same way as as, as Aza Hutchinson, Mm -hmm. uh, Nikki Haley, probably Pence. Man up and be up there because it's an awful look to say, I don't want to do that and I don't have enough respect for these people to do it. I love how Vivek just keeps, he, he is just out there every day. And I know the majority of it is all on social media, but he, he is 
consistent with it and he's not afraid he doesn't back down you know what he's thinking yeah he stands by his words yeah and with these other guys trump biden they won't even tell you because they won't debate. But with Vivek, at least you know what he's thinking. And he's starting these conversations and he's not afraid of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, what's next? Okay, let's talk about the writer's strike. Late night shows going on strike. I know. Oh, no. What oh, are we going to no. do? Oh, my gosh. And what will I do when I'm sleeping at midnight? Yeah. Okay, so what? Jimmy Kimmel Live, The Late oh, Show no. with Stephen Colbert. Oh, wow. Tonight's show wow. starring Jimmy Fallon. You know, Casey, when something terrible happens to a beloved figure in our country, you will hear mm-hmm. words like void in our nation's soul. And I think the fact that for even one second we might be denied Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon I mean, I think the word void in our nation's soul probably applies here. Uh, Late night with Seth Meyers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. These are all going to be on hold while this writer's strike is going on. The writers want a couple things. One, they want more money. Uh Uh-huh. Well, they're doing such a great job. The ratings are phenomenal. Yeah, right. They also want credit... And when AI is used, they want AI credit. Oh. So that people will know the oh, difference. This sure. was AI generated. This Absolutely was human generated. Right. Boy, I talk about, I'm not going to use self-absorbed a-hole uh, as a description, um, but that might be the word that would come to my mind if I weren't on my best language behavior here, Casey. One of the shows that we actually go to from time to time, Real Time with Bill Maher, it, it's going to be affected as well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, last night... Last week tonight with John Oliver. Who? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that one's like the sort be... of show Kevin would stay up to watch. Uh, Saturday Night Live will be affected as well. Oh, uh, no. Pete Davidson was oh. scheduled to have his debut hosting oh, no. turn. Pete Davidson is going to be affected. Oh, no. And now it's going to be. However, will, will our nation whole... heal, Casey? I don't know. It's quite traumatic. For Pete Davidson. All of your favorite shows, all of your favorite streaming shows, they're still going to be okay because those are all already in the can. can. thank you. They're already done. Absolutely. It is 15 minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain It is 18 minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the college football playoffs were announced for the 24 and 25 seasons yesterday. So this is a change, right? Because back last year, September of 22, they were talking about how they were going to transition into this 12-team playoff beginning with the 26th season. Yes. And then they had additional discussions on it. And then it was announced in December of 22 that they were going to have the expanded playoff format begin next year. Yes. And this is uh, in an attempt, a brazen attempt, I give them credit, they're not hiding it, uh, to extract more money out of uh, sponsors, uh, you, the audience, um, because every year in the college football playoff, there are, there's not even four teams who belong in the college football playoff. There's always, almost always, who will Alabama or Georgia beat by 80? And then who will be the other team for the right to get beat by 80 by Alabama or Georgia? Mm-hmm. And now they're talking about expanding this to 12 teams. And it's like, okay, I guess, but it, we're done with the bowl era then. 
I mean, that is a tradition that is so entrenched in America, and it's been kind of ripped away the past several years as they have, you know, made the expanded. They came up with college playoff, expanded it. Now it's not a bowl game. Now it's a specific bowl game. Now it's, a, you know, used to be Rose Bowl, Michigan, you know, a Big Ten, mm-hmm. you know, Pac-12, Pac yeah. Pac-10, whatever version of that was. Well, now they're they're just picking because sometimes that is the championship. I mean, it, it, it is, uh, again, it's just like the baseball thing. It's going to be great for people with low attention spans who don't want to put any effort and are not traditionalists, and it'll be bad for people like me. Yeah, the bowl games are not going to be like, for example, you mentioned the Rose Bowl. That's going to be one of the quarterfinal playoff games. And they have announced that the college football playoff national championship game for next year let me see here it's in my notes it is going to be at the mercedes-benz stadium in atlanta oh and then in uh the next year it will be at the hard rock stadium in miami when is it coming back to indianapolis that's what interests me the most when will i get benefit out of this taxpayer funded stadium to prop up uh, mr Bill, uh, mr uh, ursay a billionaire many time overs uh, personal fortune yeah that one's not in my notes oh, rob they, well, they haven't that listed that shoot also trending this morning, I don't know if you've heard this, but this is a woman testifying to the Louisiana House of Reps. This is she's testifying against House Bill 463, which would ban pediatric, pediatric gender mutilation. She says that she knew her daughter was actually a boy uh-huh. because her food choices were odd. Oh, so it was a girl, but she said it's a boy because of the food. Yeah, because the girl always wanted raw green vegetables. Oh. Um, but his food choices were odd. They were always like green vegetables, raw green vegetables, which if you know kids, most kids don't like to eat those things. Well, surely, based on what your child what? eats now is a sign of what gender they should be. Have I ever told you my Louisiana legislature story? mm So... This has been going on for several years now, and Mock and I long talked about what I should do with this, and I don't feel like I'm under any obligation to do anything about it. The area codes down there, there is one that is very close to our area code in central Indiana. And somehow, I got on a group text of the Republican side of the Louisiana legislature. I don't, House, Senate, I don't know. I I think at the time I looked into who it was. I think it was the House. And for years, whatever that thread is, I have received, and somebody else has the number wrong too, because every so often I get messages on the strategy of the Louisiana legislature. And if I cared at all, I would have the greatest radio segment ever, but I am so exhausted with the crap they pull here. You never try and troll and no. comment back? Look, here's my thing. If you send it to me, I'm going to consume what you send me. Like mm-hmm. the, guy, the uh, guy who ran the, well, I don't want to say who it was, the guy who was super establishmenty who texted me yesterday that I was right about property taxes. And, uh, you know, we didn't out him because he sent this to me, not assuming he would be out. And so I have a kind of a code that I live by, but I will keep receiving all the messages you'd like to send me. You're fine to receive. You're just not engaging. No, I'm just... I think you should re-engage. Well, I just feel like, would they get me on, he's impersonating a public official. Who knows with me? Yeah. I'm too valuable, Casey. I must stay here. I don't know if you've uh, seen this video of Kamala Harris that has been circling. No. Okay, so this is a video that's gone viral, attracted nearly 5 million views uh-huh. on social media. It's footage of her, and she's making rambling remarks. Uh-huh. She actually sounds drunk, uh-huh. and she's riffing on the word today. Oh. So let's play a little bit of it, and then I'll tell you the story behind it. Today is today. 
And yesterday was today, yesterday. Tomorrow will be today, tomorrow. So live today. So the future today will be as the past today as it is tomorrow. Mm. She's absolutely roasted. Okay, so what did you think of that? Did you think that sounded like her? That was pretty good, right? Uh, yes, but it is not her, and here is how I can tell you. Yeah. It is not her. It's there not are, her. Uh, and again, I, while I, my vision is 2010, my hearing is not 2010, but I pick up on little, we're broadcasters. Mm-hmm. So we know, like when we hear an ad, we know it's been pre-recorded. We can tell how many takes it took somebody to do it. And there are little things in there that do not, the pauses and the glitches, but they're getting close. Yeah. They're getting close to be able to fool you. It sounds really pretty good. And many, many people, some of the 5 million who have viewed it, think that it's real. A lot of the comments are, oh boy, is this where we're headed and help our country, that sort of thing. Uh, A lot of people very concerned though, that this is where AI is going. And the guy who's known as the godfather of AI, Jeffrey Hinton, he has left Google and he is now warning of the risks of this technology that he has long promoted. And we've talked about this before, things like revenge pornography or situations where who's to say at some point you couldn't get a recording of maybe your child's voice Mm -hmm. who then calls the parents in a distress situation and then find out that it's really not the child at all. With you 100%. It's AI generated. Okay, finally, let's talk about what's going on in Avon. You have two Avon students who have passed away in the last month due to drug overdose. Yeah, and it looks like this one is also going to be dealing with the fentanyl type of issue. And we had a, we did multiple segments on this a couple weeks ago when that one poor kid died. If you're a parent, you've got to wake up. I'm not talking about being a helicopter parent, but if you have any doubt that your kid knows what to do and when to say no, mm-hmm. you got to not leave them alone. I know that sounds like some sort of doomsday scenario, but look at what's happening here. Look at what's happening in Brownsburg. Our news department did a story about another special ed teacher who was inappropriately... Uh, engaging with the with the with the special needs student, you can't can't trust schools anymore. I'm not saying this kid's drug overdose was the school's fault. I don't know if he got the drugs at school. I don't know if he got them after school. But in general, you cannot at school, away from school, leave your kid alone. You've got to engage as a parent. Yeah, a new study just came out from uh, Wallet Hub, and they were citing states with the biggest drug problems. They said the U.S. has reached more than 104,000 wow. different. Uh, drug overdose cases. Where does Indiana rank on the list? States with the biggest drug problem, Indiana sits at number 12. Yeah, that seems about right, unfortunately. Yeah, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. On the road again. 11.30, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Willie Nelson, one of the guys... Uh, being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, or at least he's on the list yeah. to be inducted into the Good for Willie. Rock. Nothing like a country artist being on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He just turned 90 the other day. I had a big old party, too. Lots of people came. Didn't, didn't you once kind of have a rendezvous with Willie Nelson? I was on his tour bus many, many years ago. Okay. I, I wouldn't call it a rendezvous. We hung out for a while, and yeah, it smelled like weed. Yeah. Uh, but he was really sweet and really reminded me of a gentle oh? gentle grandpa. Great. Yeah, he just wanted to That's the hang way, out. And, uh, I hope I'm described nice. someday. Gentle grandpa. What was it like to meet Rob Kendall? He was a gentle grandpa. <laughs> That's my hope. <laughs> you might have to work on it just a little bit. Hey, let's talk about what's going on with Robert Kennedy yeah. Jr. So, okay. 
Running for president. We tell you this all the time. People will say and do just about anything when they want something from you. And that's true in politics. It's true in life. Look no further than Indiana in 2020 when all those House and Senate Republicans were running for re-election, promising to put the hammer down on Holcomb as soon as they got back into session. Casey, we're two years on from that. And well, I don't know if you noticed, but there has been no hammer <laughs> delivered. Yeah. In fact, there was not even a, a touch or a flick of the ear or anything. So, um, but... When politicians want something, they will tell you anything because they bank on you being stupid enough, one, to not research what they say or do, and two, you'll just forget about it once they get in there. And in the case of Robert Kennedy, we're going to play you a couple audio clips um, because he is kind of staking his claim on the Democrat side as the liberty and freedom guy. Hey, you get a vaccine, you don't get a vaccine, you mask, you don't want a mask, you do this, you do that. I'm your guy. If you're a Democrat that's upset with Biden and trying to fire you for not getting a shot I'm your guy and um, we have a little audio of him he was on with someone who was it I forget I think it was uh, it doesn't matter Pierce Morgan Pierce Morgan yes thank you I have a little audio of, of him talking about his love of liberty and freedom yeah. why do I appear why do I talk to Republicans why do I go on Fox News and my reason for that I do those I talk to people who don't agree with me and I believe that is critical for a democracy mm-hmm. We have a toxic polarization in this country right now that is more dangerous than the American Civil War. If we don't talk to people who don't agree with us, how are we going to persuade them? How are we going to find common ground? How are we going to end this polarization? I have always well, talked I agree with, I agree with you on my that. opponents on the other side. I agree with you on and that. I, and by the way, I talk to them, but I do not compromise my values. Right. I, I believe in all the democratic values that I was raised with, but I believe that we should talk to people from okay, all sides. So- Okay, so that sounds pretty good, right? Like, we all should be working together, even people we don't agree with. I mean, like, you know, you see us, we invite uh, some of the dumbest people live on the show, Jim Lucas, the Tesla guy, <laughs> you know, uh, Holcomb, Rokita. We invite them all on. They won't come on because they're cowards, but we invite them on because we'd like to have a conversation about your voting record, your signing record, your shutting down society record in the case of Holcomb. We have a couple questions about the VIP meet and greet with the domestic terrorist that's now in jail in Portland that we throw in there. But we don't, it's De- Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, we we have them all on. And that's because we actually care about what people have to say. Now, Robert Kennedy, Casey, you heard that. You might find yourself believing that. Um, you're nodding. That doesn't really work on radio. Is that a yes or yes. no? Okay, perfect. Thank you. Um, people would be like, Rob is just making it up as he goes along. Um, However, let's go back in the time machine to not that far ago. It wasn't like when he was a little boy. It wasn't in the 70s. It wasn't, uh, you know, when his dad was still alive. This is a somewhat recent clip, all in color, all obviously on the Internet, of (laughs) Robert F. Kennedy Jr. talking about what he'd like to do with people who do not agree on his radical left stance on climate change. I think they should be in jail. I think they should be enjoying three hots and a cot at the Hague with all the other war criminals who are there. What about politicians, uh, people who deny, who express skepticism? They're selling out the public trust. And, you know, I think those guys who are doing the, the Koch brothers bidding and who are against all the evidence of the rational mind are saying that global warming doesn't exist, that they are contemptible human beings, and that, you know, I wish that there were a law you could punish them under. I don't think there's a war, a law that you can punish those politicians under, but I, do I think the Koch brothers should be prosecuted for reckless endangerment? Absolutely. That's a criminal offense, and they ought to be serving time for it. 
Okay, so don't agree with them. Right. Right there, you should be spending time in The Hague. And this is why when you vote, you have to know what's going on. You have to know who these people are. Don't listen to them on Fox News. Don't listen to them on their website. Now, if you have questions about, hey, how would you do that? That's fine. But if you're just voting based on some guy's website or an appearance on this radio show or any others, you are making an egregious mistake because that guy, I can't say that word anymore, Jude would be very disappointed in me, <laughs> lied out his backside right there, mm -hmm. and Pierce Morgan didn't call him on it at all. No. So he's an interesting guy. He's got a lot of different takes that don't seem to add up to the Democrat Party, although he has 19% of Biden voters saying that they would rather vote for him. He's an anti-vaxxer, yet he opposes the transgenders in sports, in female sports, which is Does different. he, though? Well, okay, yeah, to your point, that's what he's saying. But why is he saying that? To get a little bit more to the middle? Because he believes, look, what, what have I said for all this year now? People run for president other than the, there's usually a like top of the ticket person or two people. Everybody else runs for president, even though they have no chance to win, to get themselves on television and set up either in a job in the administration or some cushy lobbyist job or some cushy job in the private sector. That is why they run. It is hundreds of millions. In the case of someone like Robert Kennedy Jr., if he makes it all the way to next year, he will acquire, accumulate hundreds of millions of dollars in free earned media. Mm -hmm. And he's telling whatever narrative he wants because Biden isn't acknowledging his existence. So when you, the other guy isn't even calling you out on your bull crap, well... Have at it. But why does he care about earned media? I mean, if this is the last stop for him, win or lose, why does it matter if he gets the earned media? Because for other guys, they they want the earned media to win the election, right? Well, Casey, these people never stop. You you. Uh, how many times has it been a last stop for Bernie Sanders? Yeah, well. I mean, these people are in it completely for themselves. They don't care about the overwhelming majority of them. And look, I even say this about Ron DeSantis. I am not under some delusion that Ron DeSantis wakes up every day thinking about people like us and going, gosh darn it, I really want to help them. I think Ron DeSantis is a pretty principled person. I think he has some core sets of belief that he will not waver on. Clearly, he showed that during COVID. But at my core, based on how he acted as a, as a member of the House versus how he acted as governor, they don't exactly line up. I don't think he's a total fraudster. But I'm also walking into a potential voting relationship with Ron DeSantis, mm -hmm. not believing, oh my gosh, Ron DeSantis really cares about people like me. Okay, but here's the difference, and I think you may find this very soon. When people have children, their priorities change sure. dramatically. Well, I mean, and look, that happened to Ron DeSantis. Well, look at, you were like, you look a little tired today. You know why I look tired, Casey? Because yesterday when mm -hmm. I got off here, I spent hours along with my dad and even my very pregnant wife flyering doors on our street, letting them know, the neighbors know, and they were very thankful and happy, the bull crap that's trying to be pulled by the Brownsburg Community School Corporation. So yeah, I'm a little tired, but Nobody's going to ever say Rob Kendall doesn't really believe what he says. The, the people who hate me more than anything, my actions throughout my life yeah. have 100% matched it. And it'll be interesting with DeSantis. Look, I am doing it in part because my child and I'm worried about what will happen to my child. But I'm also doing it for those other people. I'm doing it for the history of that street, the street I grew up on. I'm doing it for, doing it for the people who know what they want to say but don't know the legal words to say it. So, yes, kids certainly changes you and it has me completely, but 
I would have been on this regardless. Yeah, well, you're a man of your conviction. Not everybody is. By the way, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. has a medical condition. It's called spasmatic dysphonia, which affects the muscles in the voice box, causes the voice to sound strained and hoarse. So oh. That's why he sounds like that sometimes. Okay. I was curious about that. Like, if he had some sort of problem or, or yeah. surgery in the past, it causes involuntary movements or spasms of the vocal cords. All right, when we come back. Yeah. Uh, session is over for the General Assembly. You got crap. They got raises. I can still say crap. Jude said that's fine. Didn't, didn't <laughs> complain about the crap. Uh, you got next to nothing. They got big raises. Mm-hmm. And so when we come back, we're going to talk with Chris Spangle from the We Are Libertarians Radio Network about how the Republicans stuck it to you again. Okay. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's 1140. Good morning. With my friend. And I can't wait to get on the road again. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Rock and roll sky. Rock and roll sky. That's what they call you, that's not so how? Did the Republicans blow it in the 2023 General Assembly? Our next guest says quite a bit. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline. Joined by Chris Spangle of the We Are Libertarians radio network. Chris, I'm never surprised at how the Republican Party in Indiana has absolutely no limit when it comes to raising taxes and growing government. We saw it again in 2023. What say you? Well, your wallet's never safe when the legislature's in session. Mm. That's that's to be sure. <laughs> um, I I was most surprised that they decided not to do anything about property taxes. I think that we've got a storm brewing. You know, way back in 2007, I don't even know if you were in Indiana at that point. You may have been down, uh, you know, living the high life in North Carolina. <laughs> um, but property taxes in 2007, we, we've got some parallels to that period where you had uh, an unpopular third uh, mayor running for a third term who had an unlimited war chest and was seen to be the favorite get totally upended by property taxes going up double digits. I mean, I remember back at that point, property taxes were going up. You know, people were paying a couple hundred dollars and it'd be two to five thousand dollars. I mean, it was a massive increase because they didn't do the one, two, three caps right. So and that is ultimately what cost Peterson the election and Ballard got elected could have major implications in the mayor's race this year because that rage it's only going to get worse by November and that rage will be on the ballot so I think that's an interesting opportunity for the Republicans and I think it was a huge miss that they didn't actually uh, do anything about the thing that is going to cost people their homes like it did in 2007 which on July 4th, the very first Tea Party in the country was held by Andy Horning on the lawn of the governor's mansion. 
and uh, help trickle up. And, and I believe this. I think that Andy Horning's Tea Party over property taxes and then the the circle protests and everything that happened in Indianapolis went up to Rick Santelli in CNBC and, and Chicago yeah. and kind of helped set the stage for the Tea Party. So, uh, let, know, let, wait, well, let, let me introduce yeah. you real quick. Chris Spangle, our guest from the We're Libertarians Radio Network, we're talking about the Republicans not doing anything on property taxes. But they don't just stop there, Chris. They raise the gas tax another $90 million. So it's not just inaction. The Republicans in 2023 went out of their way to raise people's taxes. We pay $0.70. Cents. For every gallon of gas extra in taxes between federal and state, when gas prices are as high as they are, the lack of action by Holcomb and the legislature on gas taxes through the last year, as taxes have been high, has been stunning to me. You know, it's it's right now, I think, an extra 17 cents. You correct me, probably follow up closer. And, and at a one point, it was like 22 cents when prices were really high. We have no guarantee that gas prices are going to go down as long as a democrat is in office your gas prices will be inflated artificially and permanently because they want to push everybody to electric cars mm-hmm. you, you chris um, you you started in talk radio with abdul of all people years ago you were abdul's uh-huh. producer over on x and t and i'm curious if you would have thought you know all those years ago you're going to see the republican party in indiana be the party that is not only not helping people with taxes but they're being the party that's raising taxes i'm not sure you would have believed that why do you think I became the Libertarian Party executive director in 2008? <laughs> <laughs> I paid attention for for uh, five years. I mean, I worked for Abdul, and what I saw uh, through the early 2000s was, and even through Mitch, and Mitch was, was pretty good in a lot of ways. I mean, there were a lot of times where we didn't have a lot of rebuttals to his State of the State uh, addresses. But what I saw as a Republican, a young Republican, I was so disturbed by. And then, you know, as a reporter for Abdul working in talk radio, I saw how bad the Democrats were. Uh, I left the Republican Party in 2008 uh, after the Indiana GOP kicked out 300 Ron Paul delegates because I realized this thing couldn't be changed from the inside. Now, fast forward to 2023, I don't know that a, a third party is necessarily going to bring about the change that I had hoped, but I think it can make an enormous impact, as we saw Don Rainwater do, in holding people accountable. Don Rainwater was second place in, what was it, 31 counties, 32 counties. He's announced that he's running for governor again. And, you know, the the electorate, I mean, they didn't even learn – another thing in this legislature, they didn't learn their lesson about centralizing the power under the public health system. Right. You know, they, they passed this bill to increase the power of the state over public health agencies in the counties, uh, which has rightly a lot of local officials upset. And, you know, they just never seem to learn the lesson. Mm-hmm. And having followed politics since 2000 and – well, really since 1998 very closely – I describe myself as a small L libertarian and politically homeless because of this behavior. It, it yeah. has not changed. Yeah. Chris Chris Spangle from the We Are Libertarians Radio Network, our guest, Casey. Okay, so you're leading me right down the path that I wouldn't wanted to go. Forty nine percent of Americans now call themselves independents. And that's that's about the same amount as Republicans and Democrats. So let's talk about third party viability. Is it just more of a disruptor at this point, or is it something that can really create change 
I think it absolutely can create change. I think you have someone like Don Raider and Water that can come along uh, four years ago and hold Eric Holcomb more accountable than Woody Myers obviously was not going to do it. He wanted a Whitmer-style police state basically in Indiana, and he got his behind kicked as a result. Uh, What I have found, you know, working for the Libertarian Party of Indiana, and just as I I describe myself as an independent now, I still vote mostly Libertarian. I'm not active in the party, um, and and that's not their fault. It's just my life is busy. Uh, I, I find that Libertarians can hold people accountable in a race. When I ran, uh, along with Evan McMahon, the current state chair, we ran Rupert uh, Rupert Bonham's gubernatorial candidate, uh, excuse me, campaign in 2012. Uh, and there were several ideas that Mike Pence stole. As you know, Mike Pence brought very few original <laughs> ideas to the governor's <laughs> office. Uh, so we were so glad that Mike Pence was able to steal our ideas and test them and implement them. So we were glad that they stole our ideas, and they implemented several ideas like more training for industrial arts that had kind of disappeared by that point. And that was a benefit. It's a benefit to the state. Places like Plainfield, for instance, have brought back shop class. That's where I went to high school, Plainfield, the best community in all of Hendricks County, bar none. Um, you You have the ability as a third party to force the Republican Party to do what's right from the right flank. Right. You're not going to be able to do it in this state as a Democrat. The Democrats are more dead than the Libertarian Party is. <laughs> you know, so when you're really talking about 30, 40 counties out of 92, the Libertarian Party is the second county. And I, I, I applaud Mitch Daniels that when he was governor, he realized that most of the code in the state says that boards and commissions need to have two parties on them. So he started appointing Libertarian Party people to these boards and commissions and not Democrats, which is why Mark Rutherford is still head of the Indiana Public Defenders Commission, because Libertarians are going to keep the Republicans more accountable in this state because it's largely red. So I think there's a huge opportunity for the LPIN. There's a huge opportunity for voters. And I think you you see this audience specifically have the opportunity to hold the GOP more accountable by voting Libertarian when they can. Before we let you go, uh, because the only person Jim Lucas hates more than me is you, um, (laughs) you were involved in our little thread yesterday where he was uh, bad-mouthing me, and then I said, hey, why don't you come on the show, and we'll talk about all the taxes you guys raised and giving raises for yourself, and then his response was just more bad-mouthing of me. It's very odd that these Republicans who control everything absolutely do not want to come on and defend their record. Well, Jim Lucas is the perfect example of the do-nothing, inconsequential Indiana Republican that talks a good game, peacocks around and presents himself as the ultimate conservative, and is so obnoxious (laughs) that he cannot get anything done in the state Senate. And this is a huge feature uh, and, and not a bug, I think, in the new modern Republican Party that I have a real problem with. You have someone that I, I think a large reason that Republicans were able to pass so much more spending and create many bad ideas like uh, 
I, I do, for instance, don't know why we're giving more money for vouchers. For instance, we should start working to abolish public schools if you're actually a small government person. Um, and it's because they focus on social issues. Under Mitch Daniels, the Republican Party and the Indiana legislature managed to successfully avoid social issues and shrink the size of government in this state. Then Mike Pence comes along and feels he has to make good on all the promises that he's made to the social issue conservative and has an absolute disaster of a governorship to the point that he has to become vice president to somebody that you know he morally loathes <laughs> because he wasn't going to win the the second term. Like, And now you have all of the social issues that these guys want to push and want to grandstand on that aren't really going to do much, but it distracts everyone. It yeah. sucks the oxygen out. And you end up with passing more money for education, more gas taxes, more stuff, because if people weren't distracted with what library books are going to be go, you know, checked out, then they'd notice what was going on in government and how much more it's costing them. I, I uh, We say that all the time, that they use the social stuff to deflect from the terrible spending. Chris, mm-hmm. tell us about We Are Libertarians. you got 20 seconds and where they can find you. Check me out on the Chris Spangle Show. That's my podcast. Check out WeAreLibertarians.com or ChrisSpangle.com. I'd love to have you over there. Thanks so much, Rob, and congratulations. I hope your baby girl is exactly like your wife and nothing like you. <laughs> Chris, Chris Spangle from the We Are Libertarians Radio Network. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.